God wants you to prosper, not somebody else, not someone down the street, but he wants you to prosper. He promises to be our exceeding great reward. God has a great plan for you. Third John, verse two, it says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Well, hello, hello, hello again. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes, and it is truly my pleasure today to introduce you to Les Allen. The voice that you're going to hear is an awesome voice. I know it. However, let me just tell you, he's not just a matter of the voice. He is a two-time number one best-selling author. Oh, and the books are absolutely fabulous, but he is also a writer and a producer of a couple different shows, Wake Up Warrior, and that already sounds great, as well as the creator of the Miracle Making Mindset. So I get an opportunity today to introduce you to Les Allen. Les, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience? Hello, hello, Coach Shante. This is, this is Les Allen. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here before your audience today. Some I don't take lightly. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to be a blessing to other, other people that I don't reach ne necessarily, but I appreciate the opportunity to be on your program and to share with your listening audience. Well, welcome. I will tell you audience already, you know me. I don't just connect with a whole lot of people. I do, but Les has got so much to offer today. And today we're going to talk about what it's like really to be an excellent person. One of the titles, and I didn't mention it earlier, of his book was Confessions of a Disciple, Conversations with God. We're going to have a real conversation with you because we want you to be in relationship even the more than what you already are. So we're gonna talk about at the very beginning here, some of those self-limiting or self-imposed limitations that we put on each other. You know, we are Christians, right? And we love our brothers and sisters, but some of us are not living to our fullest potential. So Les, I'm gonna ask you up front, what would you say when you hear someone that says they have a lot of potential? What does that really mean? Well, well, basically what it means is potential is a gift that has not been exercised or utilized. So in other words, it's a gift gone bad. See, we're blessed with gifts to exercise them so that they can become talents and so that our talents can become blessings, not only to us and our loved ones, but to our communities, to our nation and to the world as well. We're all giving gifts, but when we don't use them, they simply become potential locked in a closet that other people can see and we no longer even realize that we have it. So uh, that's what potential is. It's a gift that's gone bad. And I pray that each and every one of us connect with and seek out that for which we were created mm -hmm. so that our gifts become talents and our talents become blessings to ourselves, to our families, and to the world around us. So it's like that powder keg that is ready to explode, but hadn't quite gotten there. And we're sitting there going, we want you to. We're trying to pull it out of you, but you're not yes. doing it. Yes. And there yes. are a lot of people who have a lot of potential but we're kind of mediocre. You know, we settle for mediocrity. That's not what God has planned for us. 
That's that's right. You know that that is absolutely right. We we sometimes we get ourselves into a position where we we rationalize away those things that really put a little fire inside of us. We, you know, we we no longer dream like we did when we were children. We 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 say, well, you know what? That's not possible for me. Uh, we we believe God, but we always believe His His gifts are to other people. And that he left us out like we're like he don't know who we are, like we're not his children, but we are his children. We're all blessed. We all have gifts we, that that should be talents, that should be a blessing to the world. You're absolutely right. You know, when you were talking about the fact that we can see it in somebody and in trying to pull it out of them, it is difficult sometimes to watch someone who you know has all of this potential all of this ability that God has truly called them to that but they're not fully walking in it another reason that we see them do that is they're comparing themselves to somebody else and God makes us so unique we each have our own fingerprints that there are no two people that are alike but sometimes we're comparing our foundation to somebody else's finish. Right. Absolutely. We're not supposed to do that. That is absolutely right. We, we find ourselves doing it all the time and, and uh, it hurts us. It holds us back and it just reinforces our rationalization for not stepping out and stepping forward where we should be. Uh, you know, that, that really, that really hurts us. It, it's us limiting ourselves and not just taking that little small footstep of faith. It doesn't have to be a giant step, but it just has to be a step in the right direction. Have you seen individuals who really have not ever lived up to their potential and they died with a, a dream on the inside? Absolutely. There's a a phrase we use for that. And uh, when a person doesn't doesn't live up to their potential, so you call it uh, not not just a mediocre life, not just living in mediocrity, but not not just not living up to the God-given potential. I mean, they take it to the grave with them and it should have been, instead of being buried in the earth, it should have been planted. Mm -hmm. Things that are planted tend to grow and flourish but things that are buried seem to deteriorate. We weren't created to be buried. We were created to be planted so that that one seed that's in us could become an orchard or an Abraham. So so that's what God has given each and every one of us. But what we do is we take that seed and we put it in our pocket instead of plant it into the universe so that it can be a blessing to us and to our fellow man as well. You know, that kind of reminds me of Matthew 25, when we talk about the talents and the one that buried his one talent. It doesn't matter what you have been given. God gave it to you and he gave it to you, not for you, but for us, for others. I always say, you know, they'll laugh at me, um, Les, you don't know this. And they'll say that I can't sing. I love to sing. I'm not the worship leader. We'll put it that way. (laughs) But God knows my voice. And when I am singing unto him, he's the audience. So it's okay. That's right. That's not my gift for other people. There's some that can sing and they sing very well and they lead you into worship. That's their gift. But that gift is for me. I get the opportunity to enjoy 
that gift. So when we sit down on our gifts, we're really being very selfish. Absolutely. We, we're we absolutely we're are. not allowing others to experience all of God's handiwork in one instance, but we're not allowing them to experience their fullness either because you never know. You might be bringing something else out of them. That's right. That's 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 absolutely right. I don't think we can overstate that. Um, we all need reinforcement in certain areas, but we also need to we also need to challenge our fears. We, yeah. we need we need to come face to face with them and really we really need to kick those doors down because they're really unfounded. You yeah. know, they're they're really unfounded. It's it's something inside of our heads. It's something that the enemy uses to try to hold us back. You know, he, he's, he's going to use deceptive devices and all kind of those fiery darts that he throw at us, those suggestions. He can only make suggestions and he has absolutely no power over us until we give it to him. So forget about his suggestions and understand who God's voice is. Understand wisdom's voice and know it when it's calling your name. Know her voice when she's calling your name. Wisdom speaks every day. Wisdom cries. We need to we need to hear wisdom's voice and start listening to it and taking action because we're never alone. Amen. I love that. You know, I think about the fact that David at one point had to encourage himself in the Lord. You Amen. know, all of his men, you know, they come back from battle and all of their food was gone, their wives and children were gone, and they wanted to stone David, but he had to encourage himself. And we as believers living in this world that doesn't look like kingdom, you know, if I dare say so, there's so much that goes against what we see in the Bible if we're following biblical principles. Yes. It is difficult sometimes to stay encouraged. What would you say to someone to encourage them to truly live up to what God has called them to do? I would say find a place where you can, a secret place or a quiet place. And try to learn to understand God's voice. You need to start asking, seeking, and knocking until you find out the purpose for which you were created. And when you find the purpose for which you were created, spend most of the rest of your life doing what God created you to do with confidence because when he's on your side, when you're in his plan, there is no failure. You know, I mean, God tells you, I'm the Lord your God that teaches you to prop, to lead you in the way you should go. I mean, you know, so I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts to prosper you and not harm you, thoughts to give you hope in the future. This is the God who we serve. This is the God who gave his son. So he is the one we should follow after. We should get to know his voice, fall on your knees, put your pride aside and call on the name of Jesus. Stand up and be a man or a woman. Stand up and be a man or a woman of God. Ask him what you were created for. Ask him to give you the wisdom, the knowledge, the courage to stand up and be who you were created to be. I love that. You did not say go find a place. You did not say go get someone else and make sure you had an accountability partner or an encourager in your life because sometimes we don't have that person. We don't have that place to go to. But you said, find it within yourself, just like David did. And I think that's very important because the Bible does tell us that his sheep know his voice. Amen. And a stranger, they will not follow. So we need to have that intimate relationship with God. And a lot of people are still missing that, those hidden secrets in order to have a joyful, intimate relationship with God. And you kind of mentioned it. 
get alone with him. Find those little five, 10 minutes if you can, but you've got to listen and know what his voice sounds like. There's so much noise going around us all, at all times. I mean, there's, there's just noise, noise, information. It's really, it's information doesn't mean it's true. And so much, we get so distracted by some of those things. We, we don't have time. We don't make time for the most important things and the most important ones that can make the most difference in our lives. And we need to get that mindset shifted and changed and focus and find, ask the Lord, what was I create? Why am I here? What am I here to do? Show me, teach me, guide me, lead me. I surrender, you know, just, just get outside of yourself and let the Holy Spirit inside of you. So, so that you can find out what the truth is for your life, for your ministry, for your business, for your family, you know, it's, it's there for each and every one of us. Yes. And, you know, when we look at that, you're really talking about our purpose. We're yes. here to be impactful for the kingdom. That's and absolutely right. That. We think that it's just, I'm supposed to get to a specific position at a job, or I'm supposed to have a specific title, or if you, you know, whatever, we come up with our own measures of what we call success. Right. What would you give as a definition of success? Again, I would say success is asking, seeking, and knocking until you find from your creator what you were created for, what you were created to do. And, and once you find out your purpose, your fuel for your purpose is the causes for which you stand. And then we have to, we spent 20, 30, 40 years working a job and we have our career and we have to make some time for our calling. Yeah. Our calling is what we were created to by God. Our career is what we do for sustenance, you know? So we, we, we get a job, we make some money, we make an income, but make time for God because he has a plan for you and he has a job for you to do while you're in this earth realm. And that's to be a blessing to humanity in some kind of capacity. So uh, that's what success is. Find out what you're created to do by your creator and, and put time into it. Put your heart and soul into doing what God created you to do. What higher call can a human being have than to do what the father created them to do? Yeah, I always say I live for an audience of one. And Amen. when you do that, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If God is going to be pleased with it. I think there's a song that says, since we're talking about singing, that song that says, whatever you do for Christ will last. Everything else is going to go away. That's right. So you make sure you live for that audience of one. And I think most of us, especially in Christendom, will say, we want to hear well done, thy good and faithful servant. But you can't hear that. One, if you're dreaming small, and I find that a lot of us as believers, we dream small. I mean, it's off the table after about 35 or so. We're not even thinking about, well, what would we like to do? It would be just magnificent if we could have our careers and our calling lined up together. A absolutely. That that would be awesome. That would be so, so awesome. You know, it, it it would be it would be ideal and some of us very few do get that and and have it to happen but once you once you get into your calling from that point forward it is happening your 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 calling becomes your life it becomes everything to you so so basically you know a lot of times when people uh you you hear guys say well i love my family i'm willing to die for my family i'm like well 
How about living for your family? <laughs> right. You know, we use the wrong words, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, so so just just how about living and being who you were created to be and, and, and not being afraid of who you are in Christ? Uh, I, there's a lot of Christians. I have no idea they're Christians. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't, I, I think they're, they're worried about what other people think, but like you said, when you serve an audience of one, when you plan for an audience of one, you don't have time to worry about what other people think. You're too busy being a blessing and doing what God puts you here to do to worry about what somebody else is thinking, who's afraid to stand up and walk in their calling and say who they are. So that's a whole nother issue because we we do look out for other people and that approval addiction in some instances, a lot of times it's more on the female side, but on the male side, you'll get that I have to have this macho image because right. you're watching me and I need to be at a certain position and you start getting into, they're still looking at what someone else is thinking about them as opposed no. to what God is thinking if they're following the biblical. If I can tell you a little bit about my life before I became a Christian and, and, uh -huh. and, and what, I, what I thought about uh, Christian men and, and which we, you know, I mean, we never talked about it until we were drinking or something like that. We, we thought that um, men became Christians to hide behind what they wanted to do or not you uh, or some something that effect and we never talked about that until we until we had those those spirits in, in in us and something like that and and uh what i found out uh when i gave my life to christ is that being a christian man and willing to stand up for it and say who you are is probably the most courageous and honoring thing a man can do and you know you can you can run on gangbang you can run out chase women you can run do all kind of things and stick your chest out but really, that's a cowardly thing to do. But to stand up and serve the God that you were created by, the one who's sustaining your life each and every moment, to give credit where credit is due, to call on the name of Jesus, not to be afraid to fall on your knees no matter where you are and be the man that God created you to be and say the things that he wants you to say by his spirit. And, and when, when you need it, that great boldness come up on you and you're not worried about what the world thinks about you. What you're doing is, I want to please my father. Yes, you know? I love that. Because you're absolutely right. The world is going in a whole different manner. They're, they're going a different way. We're supposed to be of the way. They're going a different way. And it's a lot easier to follow the crowd. It's a lot easier to do what everybody else is doing. So I see your point, and that is a cowardly way of living. It's not really you being courageous to be Correct. able to stand up and say, this is what God says, and I am not going to go outside of that. So that's real interesting. And I think, you know, as I'm looking at it, when I talk, we talk about your first book that deals with the confessions, you know, where you're having conversations with God, is these type of conversations, I believe, that everyone needs to have with their creator, with God himself. He created you. He's the original manufacturer. He Amen. knows what you placed on the inside. He knows the strengths that you have. He knows the weaknesses that are there. He knows the seasons that you're going to go through and who you're going to be able to influence and help. And I think that's important that we come to that realization. Well, Les, I, I know you have, I mean, I know you as a coach as well not just the author or the writer producer, but also as a coach. And in that, I see you just really helping others get to their full potential. 
to make that shift if they need to. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about what you are doing with some of the, the people that you have the opportunity to influence? Yeah, I, what, what I do is I, I understand from, from myself and my own transformation that transformation begins on the inside and it works its way out. Just like wealth begins on the inside and works its way out. So, so basically what we do is we work on the mindset first. So we want to renew the mind. Mm -hmm. We want to revitalize the body. And we want to be spirit fed so we can be spirit led. So those are the three main things I focus on helping people do. Sometimes when you're dealing with, with people who, who, who are not born again, who don't know Christ, it's hard for them to understand that. So that's why we have to get that mind renewed first. We have to make, uh, uh, cause people, force people to look at themselves, take a look within and take personal responsibility for what they have or have not done and own their life to where they are right now. So they can decide that, well, this is not who I am, or this is not who I want to be. This is not the future I want for myself or my family. I want to be governed by love. I want to make my decision based on who love created me to be. And I want to make sure that resonates and, and, and from me to my children, to my wife, to my friends, to my nation. And, and love is there for each and every one of us. I mean, love went to the cross for us so we can be whole. And it's, it's very hard to coach somebody without passionately letting them know the journey that I had to take and the me that I had to overcome to be the man God created me to be. There, there are some things that we have on the inside of us that just have to be eradicated. You know, I deal with some people that are very, very successful in business, but when it really comes down to the emotional side of it and dealing with your wife and your children and your family, they're very lonely. So uh, they, they, they have these, these perfectionist kind of mindsets sometimes and, and, and no God over their lives whatsoever. And these guys need to want to love them too. They need, they need to be listened to, but they need to be understood. But at the same time, we need to be man enough to look them in the eyes and say, you know what? You, you hired me as your coach and I'm going to coach you with love. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you what's hurting you. And I'm going to tell you what can help you. And to me, it starts with opening your heart to let the spirit of the living God in to guide you so he can start nurturing you from the inside, renewing you on the inside. It's very, very important that we get that inner man worked on and renewed so we can work on that exterior, those exterior things, your, your body, your, your mind, your continence, how you look at people how you see people, how you're willing to receive people, how you take criticism, how you give compliments, how you're not worried about giving credit where credit is due, or how you're not worried about promoting someone because your, your job is in jeopardy, anything like that. One thing for sure I can tell you right now, your calling is never in jeopardy. So a job is not yours anyway. A job is usually someone else's you work for, but your calling is yours. You're unique to it. You own it. So we, we might as well renew our mind to understand that in addition to our career, God has worked for us. I mean, Jesus was a carpenter. Paul was a tent maker. But they, they, had a, they had a career, but they had a calling. So their calling became their life. And each and every one of us have that same opportunity because we have Christ as that example we should be following. Well, I want to say this first, Les, because a lot of people are probably going to want to get in touch with you. They should. 
The website that I have listed for you is ambassadorsway.com. That's an place. And I'm saying that because for those that are just listening on podcasts, I need to make sure that you can get that. That's ambassadorsway.com. You go to the website, www.ambassadorsway.com. There's a, there's a free gift from doubt to destiny. And that, that is the um, five steps to identifying your destiny, which is purpose, cause, message, method, and market. So, so, so that is, that, that kind of gives people a clue to the, to the formula. Point. Well, this is Dr. Shante Haynes. It has truly been my pleasure with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. I want to make sure you still put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Thank you so much, Les Allen. And I, I'm so appreciative of what you brought to us today. And for my audience, have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. My heart may be broke, but my bank account doesn't have to be. I invite you to schedule a breakthrough strategy session with me so that we can get you to that compelling future. See, as a result of my coaching program, my clients have experienced a calming of the emotional roller coaster. They have a compelling future and confidence and know-how in order to achieve it. In addition, they have the clarity with the financial tools in order for them to live life on their terms with peace and financial security. I'm looking for women who are devastated by the double Ds, divorce or death, who want to gain confidence in order to live life on their terms with peace and financial security. Who do you know? Have them book a call with me so that I can get them on the right path. You can find us online at h the number two htruth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.